Hey, I'm Peter Lee with the Gym of the North, and today we are back with Steve, King of the North, as well as a very special guest. Today we have Liana Santangelo, <laughs> who is a mental health professional, some would say. So, Liana's a company, Liana Santangelo Counseling. So, she is a counselor here in town, also an avid Hit 30 attendee, as well as super buff gym person. Very buff. Liana, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for welcome. having me. So we're so excited to have you here today. Um, obviously, with all the craziness of the world these days, mental health is definitely playing a big aspect in people's everyday life. I would say even more now than it was pre-COVID. And pre-COVID, it still played a huge role. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into counseling, fitness, and kind of what's happened with your life journey. Well, my life journey, huh? <laughs> well, honestly, um, with everything happening, it's been kind of timely with where I'm at in my profession too. Um, I Everything started in grade 11 when I took an undergrad, or uh, undergrad, a, a high school psychology, intro to psychology course, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And so I've been pursuing that So you loved since. it since then? Yeah. Nice. It was taught by my favorite teacher, and he just like brought it to life, and so it was um, just meant to be, and so I've been pursuing it ever since. Um, but mental health was just something so fascinating for me as well. So my journey along learning of, with all that is the the uniqueness of it for absolutely everybody and how that all ties in right now is just how unique everybody's mental health is um, with all the circumstances with shutdowns lockdowns close this no families and no cohorts and all that kind of stuff so there's a large impact that mental health um, plays with the whole situation with being locked in and locked down and um, how people are responding to that is not very well. Not well at all. Yeah. And well, it's hard when the only options are drugs, alcohol. Like those are your only coping mechanisms. It seems because that's all they get open. It seems. <laughs> like, like they they didn't really offer a lot of other support back in March mm -hmm. for people. It was kind of an instant. Everything got shut down. There was a lot of information. Nobody kind of knew anything. And then essential services were grocery stores and then alcohol and weed stores. So those became our essential services, which whatever your views on that is fine, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's a very positive direction for people to go. So they didn't have a lot of outlets to get rid of built up tensions, aggressions, or Well, like I emotions? mean, domestic violence has been hugely on the rise. There, the amount of mental health um, underlying issues have just been brought even more to the surface and then even healthy individuals who don't typically struggle with mental health now they're very underlying things mm. that they can manage because they go to the gym or they go see their family or they have other ways of outletting um, now that they don't or now that they things are beginning to close down again they're now struggling and so I know we've had conversations about how mm. just as a general consensus everybody is struggling in some way shape or form whether or not they were healthy before or during covid yeah do you think now even the most resilient folks that are keeping themselves together during this time do you think we'll see a spike with them down the road at some point 
I think that we already see the impact it plays on those individuals being people who provide support to other people um, burning out or not being able to use their outlets in the ways that they used to be able to or those outlets being exhausted um, or not available for them as support systems because those people are now breaking down as well. So I think that in the future we see them burnt out but we will see them as resilient people that then need a break or need a restart or restart or recharge kind of thing. Yeah. At timeout, yeah. the severity I think is is yeah. I mean, again, if we use domestic violence, there's varying grades. It's horrible regardless of the situation, but I think we're seeing the severity of these mental health conditions or yeah. consequences like domestic violence go skyrocket and go through the roof right now too absolutely i like how you talked about the uniqueness too right depression anxiety is not depression anxiety symptoms vary things are so different person to person and we see that even in programming and just in the gym with the stories that we hear um i think i mean even just what i see day to day the severity is increasing in the mental health problems as well so it's not just a a basic there's no basic depression but mm-hmm. right there's no the the new normal for a mental health concern is now that much more severe and symptoms are more severe because access that type of thing mm-hmm. is lessened or the wait lists are greater or somebody that may thrive on a face-to-face session can't have that and now it's via telehealth mm-hmm. whether there's dependency there or not it becomes a huge concern yeah. overall, right? I, I couldn't agree more that there is just so many factors that play into this whole thing. And so I guess going off of even just the face-to-face part, so there are people that have to keep in mind, okay, as a therapist, I don't feel comfortable right. or whatever the case. And so that's that person's choice. But then we go to even the simplicity of, okay, so you can come in, you can wear a mask, that's great. But then the therapist can't even read your face and you can't read the therapist's face and then we go to the more neurological part of it. You can't read their their mirror neurons to even understand like body language wise or to read their face. And that's why we talk about, we joke about how people who have severe Botox and fillers in their face, how you can't read them, and how babies are scared of them because they can't read their face. They have like, no emotion. Yeah, not, no just, emotion not just babies. Face. But when you think about it, it's not just your face. <laughs> but when you think about it, a mask completely covers, and so what everyone's like, smiling with my eyes, but really it just, it has a almost a an unknown, but what's mm-hmm. behind that. And so your brain just isn't working in the same capacity either, and so even the most resilient people are like, so I feel disconnected even though I'm, I'm talking to you, I have a mask on, you have a mask on, we're, we're good, we're safe, but I don't feel connected. And so I feel like disheveled in my system. Mm-hmm. And more challenging for you, Yes. having to use whatever motivational interviewing questions or cues that you want to dig into to try and get information out because you can't see it. Yeah. And some people are, they don't withhold it intentionally, mm-hmm. but... But you can read a lot from a person's exactly. facial expressions. Yeah. Yep. And and then you're you're relying on body language, which if we're uncomfortable already because we're sitting in a room, presumptively you may have COVID, I may have COVID, and so we're wearing masks, and so I'm closed off because I don't know what to trust anymore. I don't know where I can be safe. It's that underlying premise of 
am I safe anywhere I go? And in my house, I might be safe, or in cases of domestic violence, maybe I'm not safe. And so is there anywhere that I am safe? Can I go anywhere that's safe because now no one's allowed in my home and I'm not allowed to go to somebody else's home? I would hope that COVID laws wouldn't prevent people from escaping violent situations. Like, okay, yeah, we saw this person go into this person's house, neighbor calls, well, you know, this was the situation. Okay, well, let's not penalize or or find them find for, them for trying to help a situation yeah. right but yeah. i mean we go down to fight flight and freeze and so there's going to be so many emotions that come up just trying to understand what's going on in the world and so anybody in any given day has their opinion about rules regulations covid conspiracies whatever mm-hmm. but if you fundament fundamentally feel as if you can't be safe or that you're angry because it's preventing you from going and doing the things you're you're just in two different modes and people are just not themselves and so you have people who are road raging more than they would normally and let's be real people normally road rage so guilty aggravated guilty as well <laughs> right just aggravated emotions on top of just dealing with your normal life and life in general is not just a walk in the park for the average person yeah. either. Before COVID, it Before wasn't. Before COVID. Yeah. And yeah. now we have all these new regulations, stipulations, and everybody's still, like, everybody is in the same thing. Like, we all have to follow the same rules, so we all have the same restrictions. But we don't have the same paddles. No, no one has the same tools to the, move their boat or to drive their boat, And everyone's right? in a different situation, yeah. so we're all dealing with different things that's why i don't like it when people say we're all in this together because everybody like technically we are but everybody has a very different situation and things that they have to deal with the influencing factors behind the scenes whether it's you know you don't know if somebody's going through a divorce or lost a business or what you know all of those types of psychosocial things right so yeah absolutely right you have no idea what somebody has in their back pocket over somebody else so no and everybody deals with different stressors differently as yeah. well. So some people handle stress a lot better and some people break down. Like I've noticed I've been a lot shorter temperament nowadays and don't handle things as well as I used to. I'm more easy to kind of go off the handle and lose it. HR. On some people. HR. So I answer the emails and the phones. <laughs> I proofread everything that goes out just in case. But you can't it's true, say that. Because really on a given day, even somebody who's like, you know what, we're okay. Like, I got this, everything's fine. Are you actually addressing like what's going on? And are you doing things for yourself so that you don't explode extra on that person road raging right beside you, right? So are we addressing all of our needs? And it's that's the hard part, is that Gyms being open and being able to access, that's a huge one for a lot of people for mental health sake, more than just physical health mm-hmm. sake, right. because that's an outlet for them. So are you addressing physical needs? Whether or not you're at home because you are legitimately staying isolated, are you using milk jugs or are you using rice bags? Are you using whatever to move your body because those emotions being in your body, emotions are in motion. So how are you moving them? Mm-hmm. How are you making sure that they are going to move? Are you addressing like spiritual or or like emotional needs in that, okay, if you have like a spiritual thing that you go to, whether it's nature, whether it's a religion of some sort, whether it's just an understanding and a belief system, are you actually prescribing to those things even though you might not have a location that you can go to for it? Mm-hmm. Are you addressing your like deep down emotional needs? So like, I feel this way, 
And who are you going to go do that or address that with? Is it by yourself? Are you bottling and like shoving it down for it to be exploding all over somewhere else? I love like working with kids that way because I'm like, are you vomiting your emotions (laughs) everywhere? Like, (laughs) but I find there's two different types of people. There's the people that do vomit everything that they have on everybody and complain about all their problems, or there's the people that suppress everything and and pretend everything's fine. yeah. Yeah. But then they end up exploding, like probably usually on the wrong people and in a situation completely unrelated to everything that they've mm-hmm. suppressed. But there there needs to be some way of it coming out because the more you push down, the more then we talk about how physically your emotions manifest into physical problems. So, I mean, there's research if you believe that, you know, long-term chronic stress is going to impact your health, then yes, it will. Absolutely. Whereas if you believe that, you know what, I can have stressful events and it's not going to make me physically ill, then there's actually a train of thought that your mindset is what it goes down to. But really, what I've been talking a lot with, I mean, athletes right now, because they've been shut down two weeks even before. before us, is that where's your focus? Is your focus on how crappy this is? Or is your focus on what can I do during this time? Is your focus on how can I better myself? How can I address my needs? How can I rest the parts of my body or my brain from having these social outings or having these things that I had to go do and now I can just do them a little bit differently or modified? Are we addressing all of the needs? Are we going and eating correctly? Are we doing our social needs, whether they're through a plexiglass or whether they're through a, a patio door or FaceTime or whatever, what are we doing to make sure we get those social needs into? Still meeting with people and yeah, and not just thinking about your needs, but kind of interacting with another person based yeah. off what they may need as well. And that's, again, we go back to everyone's struggling. So I, what I'm hearing additionally from people is that, well, I'm trying to reach out and I'm trying to be a good friend, but I'm not finding the support that I've had in the past from those people that provided it previously. So there's just a whole new social dynamic to it too, that these people were my rocks, my support systems, and now they can't handle what they've got. And so now they can't handle what I would need from them. Mm -hmm. And so how do you expect while also it's being said, okay, well, make sure you're reaching out to your support system, making sure you're connecting with people, making sure you're staying healthy in that way. How do you balance all that? And where do you draw a line to say, okay, well, this isn't where I can do that right now, but right here I can do it here, and not to sever that connection because further disconnection is not what we need. And I think so many people have, this comes back to like the empty cup of water, like everybody's cup's so empty right now that there's not a lot to give to other people, so people I find need to fill ways to fill their cup up and what kind of fulfills them so that they can give to other people because yep. if we're just constantly drained then that's actually we're like not a slogan like come and fill your cup is really like what i come from in every way shape or form like do you yeah. take that from me or no no, no i did oh. that first <laughs> <laughs> did you hear before when she said i was right <laughs> but filling your cup <laughs> filling your cup is essential in everything you do really because there are those people in life before COVID that would just empty their cup on everybody else and be depleted and refill and do the same thing that's how they lived life some people would be um uh what's the word I'm looking for would be not happy about that like oh why am I not getting what I'm giving kind of thing but it is in this case that we need to make sure we're being communicative with our people saying hey I got nothing I need to fill up and then maybe I can do some of this and maybe I can support you in a way, but it's, it's about that connecting part. 
that we need to just be extra on top of communicating, even though we feel like we don't have that ability right now. But communication is such a huge, because mm -hmm. things get misconstrued, which can cause the issues as well. So I find that that can cause a lot of issues when interpretations of what is said aren't always what was meant to be said, so then and things can get disconnected yeah. that way as well. So I feel us as humans are not terrible communicators, but <laughs> terrible. Yeah. We often, yeah, that's a normal human issue. And interpretations, because yeah. I don't know your past or your history, so when I say something to you, I don't know what context you're taking what I'm saying. So it can be misconstrued based off yeah. what I've experienced in the past and different things. So I find that a lot talking with even people down in the gym. So mm -hmm. it's just uh, trying to communicate better with people so that the messages across and the intent is taken the right way I think that if there was anything I learned out of my training to become a provisional psychologist it was using your active listening skills and so you're not sitting here waiting to respond and like not listening because you're like oh my wait God, I have something to say yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're not hearing anything that you're saying because exactly I have to talk next and yeah yeah, yeah and don't so listen just, to respond listen yeah. to understand and then kind of formulating, okay, I know this person doesn't have the same background or they, they could be going through something. Like taking into account rather than taking it as a personal thing mm -hmm. is often what we typically do. Yeah. Because it's hard just, not to take it personal when it comes right at you. We had that we had that conversation today about people canceling memberships. Oh, yeah. Well, no, let's face it. I can take that personal. But let's face it. Feelings. It yeah. hurts. It, it's, it's frustrating for us. But at the same time, it's like, okay, look at what's look, going on right now. That person maybe losing their house, their, they've lost their job, a gym membership is not a priority for them right now, right? So yeah, it is, it's taking into account all these factors in the background, especially at a time like this where you just don't know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I have to go, it's okay and it's valid that you feel like that you have feelings about it. And it's like, why can't we all take into account that you know what, everyone's gonna have a feeling and it's okay for them to have that. Mm -hmm. But that's just that. I think that it, that's the hard part yeah. is that people either overthink it. And so they keep the gym membership and let their credit card run until they can't pay it and they won't pay it because of their circumstances. Right. So they don't hurt your feelings. And then there's the other person that's like, I have to tell Peter today just have to, do <laughs> to bring like all of his favorite things so that he feels okay. <laughs> like, but it's, it's really, it goes down to as human beings that's a part of our complex is it's hard for us to communicate mm -hmm. but it comes down to us to wanting to develop to develop those skills mm -hmm. and working together for it but with this whole thing it when we have a depleted cup and we're already running on dry like how how do you develop the understanding and the awareness that like okay I need to go and do this when you don't have the energy, don't have the whatnot, or don't have the support to make you feel okay to be able to do those things. That's hard. It's hard. It's all hard. So, you, as a trained professional, <laughs> can you give the people some tips? Like, what, what's a good place to start that people can start focusing more on their mental health? What... What are some kind of action steps that you would recommend that people would do 
to be in a better mood, to not just focus on all the negative stuff that's happening in their life, like American Thanksgiving's coming up this week, so Thanksgiving, huge time, so I celebrate it twice because I consider myself part American. You're selfish as food. I'm very selfish as well. So, but I love it because I watch a lot of football. So on yeah. football, they're always talking American Thanksgiving. Yeah. They have all these things and what they're giving thanks for, which I just love. So thankfulness, um, I feel I have a ton to be thankful for. So that's always kept me in a really good mood, even when shitty things are happening yeah. around me so I found that's been a huge benefit for me and just looking at all the blessings that I actually have in my life but what yeah. what would be a step for somebody who is feeling sad down depleted depressed now that used to be joyous and happy like what are some things they can do to kind of get out of the rut and start to get back into that joyous place that they were at I think that we need to keep in mind that it doesn't happen overnight, and so people have to be patient with themselves, and they have to be patient with the situation, with flexibility, with being out of control. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a few different ways I could go at this, but the biggest one is probably maybe a little bit obvious, but not as obvious, that for you to feel good mentally, there's the mind-body connection. So for you to take care of yourself from a holistic perspective, um, social, physical, emotional, spiritual, all those needs by looking at what's called a wellness wheel. You could Google it and Pinterest it till the, the cows get home. There's totally a million different uh, versions. But you addressing your spikes or your pieces of pie on your wellness wheel to say, okay, what am I doing every day to make sure my environment is actually setting me up in a proper way? Am I moving from the kitchen table to do my homework or my work for the day where I'm now isolating and I, am I moving to the living room where my gym equipment is? Am I moving to my bedroom to actually sleep or am I doing everything in the same space and it just doesn't feel like it actually has a designated like thing to do? Am I addressing those things? Um, looking at making sure I'm consuming good food because like I for sure went from like just finished a six week challenge and we went into our first lockdown and I was in like the best like feeling of physical um, and mental health and then it was like oh yeah maintain let's go and then it was like oh just kidding yeah. <laughs> and that's totally human and it's okay and I'm not going to judge myself and be harsh on myself like oh you should have maintained this you should have done these things so that self-compassion that you know what I'm just going to move my body so that I feel good and that I can get those endorphins and give myself a reward that like I move my body this is great and I feel mm -hmm. good because of it so addressing the things on the wellness wheel um, but also going from a perspective of what I like to call my controlled donut because it's really a circle inside of a circle so it looks like a donut and in the donut, the part that you want to eat is the things that you have control over in any situation. Everything outside of the donut is everything you don't have control over. But I can guarantee, if I challenged you, that those things you have no control over, there's something you can find control of. So, okay, everything is locking down. I have to go do online schooling. Yeah, no control over that. But how can you find something that you feel good about keeping control well this means I can focus because my friends are really distracting that's okay yeah I know I'm the worst I'm a social butterfly so I get it <laughs> distraction yeah. <laughs> I know right. so fo trying to focus on focus on what you can control yeah because really if I were to ask anyone generally speaking what does it make you feel like 
when things are being imposed, things are locking down, lack of control. I can't actually make decisions for myself anymore, but you can. You can make decisions that go to your health and well-being and for your family and for your business or your, or your work life, your school life or whatever the case, but you have to search for those and be intentional about reminding yourself that this is what I do have control over and so I'm gonna feel good about those instead of focusing, like we talked earlier, where is my focus? on the things I can't control rather than the things I can't. Mm-hmm. Because you can control your thinking. Like, it's challenging, right? It like, challenging. it's very difficult to go from, I mean, we go from here to here in a second, but mm-hmm. you can control your thinking and its perspective and it's, you take American Thanksgiving, for example. Well, if it was Canadian Thanksgiving or upcoming with the holidays, you can look at the holidays as great. Social gatherings, more shutdowns. That sucks. It's going to ruin everything. Or, hey, wow, I have two legs and a heartbeat. Yeah. I got a family. Right? It's perspective. Yeah. And, and choosing which way you want to think about things. It's easy to go down that negative path. It's, it's hard work to go down and think positively most days now. But you can. And it depends on the person, too. Like you were suggesting that you typically come from a great a gratitude practice that like I have a lot to be thankful and grateful for and so often I can resort to that if you already have that brainwave in your brain already established it's easier for you to shift into that mindset if you're you have somebody who has never been able to do that or never has really put the effort into creating that brainwave and to creating that easy to go to mindset then it's a lot harder and it takes a lot more practice And that's okay. You can, I mean, the brain is malleable. It's shapeable. It's formable. And so you can develop your own brain wave with whatever intention you want to start with. You just have to put the work in. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to the same thing with fitness. Like yeah. nobody, well, not nobody, but most people aren't born in great shape. So you have to work to get into great shape. And then just like you, so you did a six week challenge, got the best shape of your life. And then you've kind of fell off the wagon, but it's a lot easier to get back on yeah. the wagon once you've already been in that peak state. Yeah than it is to start from zero to get to that peak state. Muscle memory. Muscle right? memory. And no different than your brain. So, so it's brain memory. You can, Exactly. Because the brain is a muscle. It really is. Because what you're doing is you're working it out by practicing gratitude. And there is so much science. I won't go into, like, just be grateful. But if you actually invest into the research of if you dedicate time, effort, energy into seeing what is good your brain does change and the way that you see things and your mindset does change just like you see physical changes with your body when you do put the effort and the practice into moving your muscles Mm -hmm. so I mean it goes down to mindset it goes down to I can give you these skills but how are you going to use them and if you're practicing them daily then awesome you're going to see a change just like going to the gym yes and I think people do need to practice them daily because it's Mm -hmm. so easy just like it's so easy to fall off the wagon going to the gym, it's yeah. so easy to fall off the wagon when you're not doing things every day. So yep. like that's why I plan my workouts to do every day so that I physically have to do something every day so it forces me to stay in that consistent consistency. Routine? Structure? Structure, yeah. yes. That's the other largest thing that like as a lockdown guide, if anybody were to be like, okay, now what? I'm at home. I'd say keep a routine, create a routine, 
what time are you working out or moving your body or going for a walk or whatever um, what time are you eating it should be the same times are you eating the same things because now that you're at home it's like different because you're usually eating at the container if you need to eat out of a container then pre-pack your lunch for the day before I don't care keep a routine mm-hmm. right um, are you talking to your mom at the same time on the phone are you would you usually be going to volleyball but okay I'm not so I'm gonna just you know what I'm gonna call three of the people on my team and hopefully that they either answer pardon me either I can group chat them if I can't then I'll call one talk to them and if it takes the whole time that I need to feel good and settled about it then cool if not then I'm going to call other people and see what they're doing and just being yeah there's just it's just that schedule and that structure makes a big difference I even had one person who had to work from home now so they're they get up they drive out of their driveway, no around the way. block, and back into their house. No so they actually way. feel like they're going That's to work. Awesome. That's great. So it just sets yep. their mindset up Absolutely. like they're going to work. So yes. they're not in pajamas. They get up. They get ready like they were going to drive to work and then drive around the block back into their house yes. and then go right to their office to do their... But that puts them in the yep. mindset yep. of now I'm, I'm at work. I'm not at home. I don't need to worry about laundry or what the kids need and all this kind of stuff. So but additionally, if you're just getting up and getting ready, and even if you're sitting in your nice clothes in your own home, it's, there's something to be said about doing the routine part of it, keeping a structure, but also look good, feel good, do good, right? It's just a whole mindset thing. And I think that it's only in recent years that athletics and and psychology have really been meshing a lot more than they have in previous years but it's such a beautiful thing because they are so hand in hand between a mind and body connection yes i agree and now you notice even like professional athletes are having psychologists so that they're Mm -hmm. having not just not just training their body not just working on their their nutrition but they're working on their mind and a lot of sports that do require a lot of focus like golfers especially Mm -hmm. where they can get in their own mind and mess with it's a huge mental game. It is. So the, the stronger that we can make the mind, the better your entire life is. So it's so connected with not just the body, but the mind and how it all works together. So that's why we wanted you on because we wanted to talk about nutrition with the, well, we have nutrition people that talk yeah. about the nutrition because I, I find it all plays together. Like when I eat better, my mindset's better. When I work out, my mindset's better. When I eat better, my workouts are better. So I find it all connected so that the better that we can strengthen the mind as we strengthen the body, I think more benefits. I, I'm trying to figure out, and it might sound silly, but what is the key to the perfect flowing life? And I know that might sound like random, but what components need to be in there to feel like you get the most out of everything? And I know my complaint every day is there's never enough hours in the day to get everything I want done because I want, I'm a yes person. I want to do all of the things, but there is something to be said about how you routine and how you structure and how you balance it all. And that word balance has been like the bane of my existence for years, trying to figure out what that actually means to me as an individual, because again, it's unique. Absolutely. It's not just everybody fits everything for that. And do you find for yourself that the balance doesn't come taking care of yourself? Like you seem like you take care of other people before you would fulfill your own needs. That is a very accurate representation of what I often will do. Um, I have what's called the people-pleasing disease. I think I got that too. (laughs) (laughs) And 
I honestly think it stems from a little bit of um, cultural influence from family, um, Italian roots, right, community sort of thing. So I think there's a lot of people that can relate in that way. But what it's come down to is that I have to know how to read myself. So there's days that, even today, walking in here, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go home after. I'm not going to work out because I like, I feel as if it's been a long week because a lot more people are needing a lot more help. And so not that I don't want to do that for them, but I have to take care of myself more if I'm going to take care of more people. And so it's finding that, that balance. But then I sit here and I'm just like, but I know I'll feel awesome after the gym. So it's like, if I take care of that and I just pound through it I know five minutes in I'll be like okay yes you're you're here I'm so happy I did this I'm happy I did it I'll get my hit 30 done I'll be done 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 I'll go home and I'll enjoy that rest even more and I'll feel good because I've now given myself that physical love (laughs) yeah and then when you go home you're not going to be second guessing yourself so you're like oh should I went to the gym oh Mm -hmm. maybe I'm a piece of shit for not working out now I don't know. For me, that's what I get sometimes yeah. for myself. It's like, right? yeah, it totally that inner is. voice in my mind yelling at me for not doing what I know I should have been. Yeah, doing. and there's like hindsight is twenty twenty. There's days where you're like, nope, this workout is crap. I should have just gone home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's because my I didn't feel myself the best. I am that mad that I cannot get through this workout without like that interrupt yes productively there is something that is making it exactly but then there's days that you're like you're so mad and you go to work out and you're just like you know you're being ridiculous and it's just releasing that and so you're like okay that was a good decision to go and so I mean that's where athletes sometimes don't listen to themselves because then they're hurting themselves and then they're mad because now their body is hurt and then they're in that psychological cycle of like what do I do now but there is that reading yourself and learning how to tune into what's going on for you and weeding through your own bullshit I'm just being a poop by not wanting to go to the gym I most definitely should because I know I'll feel better after or no you've pushed your body for the last like 36 days straight you are training for a goal but it's time for yeah Yeah. it's just finding that because that rest and recovery helps with the mind yes as well and making sure it's operating and you have to rest your mind too like that's the other thing there are a lot of really cognitively demanding jobs that very type a high performing people do they have to learn to come down and rest their mind as well yep. that's a topic for a different that's another it that's is. a different it's podcast topic new. for sure but that'd be something that'd be i'd be super interested in in hearing about because we have a lot of gym members that yeah. come here for that stress release but it's not it, it's not anywhere near enough for them mm-hmm. no way right and they know that but that's a different that's yeah. a that's a different topic different for topic sure topic. see i don't use the word balance you I don't. don't i don't mm. um i have a lot of folks that i know that hate the word balance especially when it comes to work-life balance yeah choice work-life choice choice i am choosing Hmm. right so it's not it's not that you don't like the word balance it's It's the word choice just fits with them Mm -hmm. better i am choosing today to be selfish and do nothing but 15 hours worth of work because that's what i need to do today and you make the decisions for the meals that i'm going to eat today Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be I think as long as you're, I mean, even if that was the, the, the balance for that particular day, as long as you can communicate and be open about that, yep. that's just the way it is. Sometimes we choose to lock ourselves in the office today because we have that much paperwork to do. Or it's like I get to you know, choose 
I get to is a, a big mindset yep. thing too. I get yep. to choose a 12 hour workday because I get a three day weekend and yep. I am pushing everything from the Saturday onto the Friday and that's okay. And I'm choosing that so that I can just release all weekend. And so it's just finding that and I, something that it's been interesting for me as a, in my learning journey and my few years of counseling, like directly working with people has been that you, we have that choice that people don't really feel unless they, I give them permission sometimes mm-hmm. that they can choose their life to look however they want it to, which is so liberating. That's for some the most people. glorious statement ever because you are in control of your life Yeah. by the choices that you make. So once people realize that you can make whatever choice you want, but your choice has a repercussions as well. So you can't just yeah. do whatever you want without that, but you choose to be in control of your life. Yeah. And and then it additionally goes to how I'm visualizing my life. So, I mean, I with my athletes that I work with, um, what does it look like on a successful shift? What does it look like for a successful game? What does it look like when you are lifting up whatever cup that you won with your team? Like, but really, what does, it, what does it look like and feel like using your five senses? What does it look like, smell like? What it, what does it look like to yeah. have that choice or balanced life that you're looking for? What does it look like to have what you are just? Des- desiring and, and creating for yourself or are you just going to do the grind and hope that at the end you'll have everything you thought you would by, but this is what you did in between so it's that choice and that mindset that okay let's visualize what does that look like and then we can modify from there but it's yeah. it goes back to creating that structure and routine and taking care of yourself from a holistic perspective that you can put that into place and move it forward so yeah yes oh I love that yeah. and so that's why we created the shirt like, be the hunter, not the prey. And yeah. it's not meant to be, okay, you're not supposed to bully people or, mm. like, be dominant over other people. It's meant to be, you're the hunter. You're the one in control. So you control your life. Don't be the sheep where you're reacting to what's happening to yeah. you. So you're the one in control, not the prey where you're the victim of everything happening so life's happening to for you. you, not to you. Exactly. But some people don't have that perspective. And so... It's shifting that, and some people come in at that point, or they're in that position being in these lockdowns, like, oh, these things are happening, like, I can't, I have no control, my life sucks, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, Blaming okay, everybody how, else. But, yeah. Oh, it's Jason Kenny's fault that we have to do all yep. this and this exactly. and this. Exactly. And... and I mean, like, let's be real, he controls some of those things, and so, yeah, yes. whatever, but we... We just have to take it right. and do what we can with it. But that's shifting the perspective from like, and I, I laugh because we were talking about gatherings for Christmas. I just literally just said before I came here to one of my friends in text message form said, ugh, this is <laughs> ruining my social life. <laughs> and then I put a stick out my tongue because I'm like, this is me being like aware that I'm taking a negative or like less than optimal. Like this is what I'm grateful for in this situation perspective but it's like me acknowledging yes it's interrupting things that I value and I need because I'm a social butterfly so me to function normally things that I need to modify now so it's like ugh but okay it me feels acknowledging. good to say it it feels yeah. good it's to like us typing out emails that we like actually don't send a release of yes. some sort because it's in my support system <laughs> yeah. it's in my safety that Absolutely. they uh, they know totally. who I am and yep. what I'm intending to say by that yeah. so and I think that's great for everybody to realize is mm-hmm. you don't have to be 
perfect or no. happy all the time. No. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to react poorly to certain situations because yep. we're all human and we all do it. But you need to move forward, forgive yourself, and don't dwell on all the negative things you've done in the past or how you've reacted to situations because that's not serving you. So it, no. the more that you can focus on being better in the future, mm -hmm. and I think what holds a lot of people back because like, we've done Mod Body for the last six years, so mm -hmm. we would meet with people one-on-one -on -one talking about their goals, what they've done in the past, and it's crazy the number of people that we sat across from that are dwelling on things that happened 15 years ago that have no real impact on their lives today, but they're still allowing it to control them. So it's like they're in a prison yeah. of mm -hmm. their mind. Yeah. and That mindset that keeps them there. And so your body really does hold on to, like we can say, traumatic experiences or things that, things that you do hold on to that do impact your current, but by releasing them and acknowledging them, then your body is unburdened really and so then you can work towards striving towards what you're looking for but it's interesting how many people like you say carry it for so long before they feel like they've been given permission to let it go yeah which is sad but also it's cool on my end to be that person to to give them that to give them that like... and i'm sure to some extent that you've also been able to be able absolutely to be able in to a, give that in a different aspect because we didn't yeah. work as much on mindset it was more that physical release and the nutrition which definitely helped them to be in a much more positive space but I think the more we can and we always tried educating people not just on diet and nutrition but like lifestyle and trying to add in like self-development and read books like better yourself better your mind try to get into that positive plane so that you're not constantly emptying your cup without refilling it and for me books were a huge thing for that so mm. I was super lucky to be able to do a lot of self-development in my 20s which made a huge difference to what my mindset is like now so I find much stronger and I never went to any college university like you smart people I just <laughs> spent $20 on went but that's just as so, well, right? Mm -hmm. And for Which some, was a huge, amazing yes. education for me and has helped me to develop everything that I have now. So it's been, that was my education. So And it's to say that you don't need to have an education on anything to be able to make these changes for what you want. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, or to have a passion yeah. about something and go after that passion. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I think it's a beautiful thing that you're trying to do by having a podcast like this that allows people to just listen and, and this is professional development as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. For me to go and look for podcasts like this is what I do as a professional yeah. to learn from other professionals, to learn from people in different situations and learn what worked for them and their perspective mm -hmm. can just alter how I approach people. Absolutely. So why not just use what's at your disposal? Yeah. And the situations or the experiences of others you can learn from without having to go through those experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's about dodging the landmines that you're going through on your path because Steve's already walked through three landmines so you don't have to hit those landmines <laughs> yep. now so we're yep. so blessed right now with the internet and all the information we have it's yes. kind of a double-edged sword there's shitty information out there too yep. but um, I think most people have the intent to put out good information and trying to help people that's why they're they're doing this so yep. um, I think it's just a, it's an amazing platform it so is. 
um, yeah, podcast. Amazing. So today we want to thank you definitely <laughs> for being on here. Um, we do have a lot of members who probably could use some help in the mind area. How would people get a hold of you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at Fill Your Cup Counseling or Leanna Santangelo Counseling. I know that's what I said. It was so like my slogan. I stole it from you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or they could go through. I work under an umbrella with a group of uh, psychologists and my supervisor out of Core Elements Counseling, and so awesome. you can contact their office directly. Or yeah, you can bump into me at the gym and be like, Hey, yo. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? And that's. Like, I'm kind of lucky because I bump into you a lot. So we've had a lot of awesome conversations. So it's uh, definitely helped me to keep a positive Oh, I'm mindset. glad. So um, you always have a happy, joyous <laughs> face, which definitely helps to fill other people's cups. So I wish more people would walk around like you and me and less like Steve, old scowly <laughs> Steve here, eating lemons and carrots. I'm sorry that I'm healthy. <laughs> I love your nutrition. <laughs> Topic for another day. for another day. Okay, uh, Steve, nice work today. Hey, thanks for coming out. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. it. Definitely appreciate we'll it. We'll have you back. Definitely. Um, yes, we got so many more topics to cover, mm -hmm. but we're out of time for today. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll be back when we do the next one. <laughs> See you in the gym. <laughs>